Hi, I'm Susan Moore, Community Engagement Manager with IIBA. And I'm Scott Bennett, Manager of Business Analysis with the International Institute of Business Analysis. And this is Business Analysis Live. Today, we have a great topic and we have a fantastic guest. You may have noticed there's three of us today. And that third person is Bindu Chanavarapa. She is um, not just a cybersecurity business analysis expert, but she's also a director uh, of the IIBA UK chapter. So we're going to get a little bit of both sides of uh, her experience today. So Bindu, so nice to have you. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Um, thank you, Susan, for uh, giving me this opportunity. I'm delighted to be here and chat with uh, the other two PAs, so the experts as well. Well, I know is uh, before we got started today, we were already getting really excited about this topic. So um, hopefully we're going to continue that momentum. Um, what is cybersecurity for business analysis? Well, um, that's really a passion of Bendu's. And so we're gonna dive into that a little bit. But first, Bendu, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into cybersecurity as a business analysis professional? That was quite accidental, Susan, as I was just sharing a moment ago, um, that a few years back when I was working uh, in an organization, one of my clients uh, allocated a project which was almost at the bottom of uh, the backlog. So the reason I'm stressing on the bottom of the backlog is which was not a priority. Business didn't think that added a lot of value. And just because there was capacity in the team, this had to be done, okay, let's do this. And when I got this project, uh, the business also gave me a solution to say, okay, yeah, this is a problem and we have this fix for it. So I asked, you know, you already have a problem, you know, and you already have a solution. Why do you need a BA? Uh, but then again, I'm sure all of us will land in such situations and I was there as well. And because the solution was designed probably a year and a half or two years ago. So they just wanted to revisit and see if we are still okay. So as a true business analyst, I took, I went into the understanding what was the problem, the root cause, you know, taking out all the layers, talking to people. And um, it occurred that the problem was there was a data leak in another part of the world. And this data leak was showing in our organization's monitoring reports. And people were aware that, okay, this was happening. And the product we had was a subscription product. So it was the data that we were selling. And this data was being downloaded somewhere. And this kind of got me to think, okay, you know, what are the impacts? What if all the data would have been out there freely available on the internet? Um, what would we kind of deal such a situation? How would we even go, go to our clients who have paid for it? And how are we going to even contain the situation? And most of all, this organization is super old organization, which means the reputation is really up there. So that was a huge risk. And um, when I 
asked these questions to the business, I really didn't get the answer, you know, or, or the uh, importance to this particular situation. They said, yeah, we know, but it didn't happen. Or maybe, you know, it wouldn't happen to us. And actually, this data leak didn't happen once. It happened multiple times. Oh. And the reports oh, were yeah. still showing. And in spite of that, it was at the bottom of the backlog because the business didn't think that this would add a lot of value by investing that resources into, you know, uh, uh, another iteration or another uh, product upgrade. But then again, the huge risk of, you know, losing everything is really up high. And That's interesting. That, yes. When I worked in an organization and we worked on um, cybersecurity, that data loss prevention um, I, I've seen it not just from a, hey, there's a network connection that shouldn't be there. It got down to the hardware where we prevented USB drives from working so that the data wow. loss wouldn't happen as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's an imp important part of an organization's reputational risk. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, that got me thinking. And uh, because the the business and the technical teams uh, and the product owner is still not seeing the perspective that they have to they have to actually see this problem or the risk and they're not even understanding the impacts or seeing the um, uh, impacts and as a ba what could i influence in that situation was my question because when we put forth our analysis we actually highlight the impacts and that's our job and if i don't show this as a security perspective, as a security impact, what would, would happen, then probably my analysis wouldn't be complete. So I, I actually took that ownership on my side and I said, okay, I can't change all of them, but I can deliver a complete analysis. And that is the first step I could take. At least from my end, I know that, yes, I have delivered, I've spoken about it, and I've tried to make sure that everybody sees the another perspective of it uh, yeah and that that's when this this journey started yeah long story short <laughs> went back to university to study information security because i couldn't get uh, much information in the ba space oh. um so went back there studied uh, information security and um, yeah since there cca happened and every opportunity you know I get, I jump on so that I can share this with our community of business analysts to, I mean, predominantly my message is here, cybersecurity is not outside business analysis. It is within business analysis. That is what we all should be doing if we want to become a better BA. Right. Yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit about the cybersecurity area for business analysis. But before we do, um, we are live on LinkedIn. So if you do have questions, put them in the chat and we will start to answer those. If you're listening to this on a recorded podcast, um, Susan, we've got a way for people to do that as well, right? That's right. If you have questions uh, and you're listening to us on one of our podcasts and we've got a new one we want to tell you about, you can uh, ask that question at live at IIBA.org and we'll take that question and use it in a future session. Yep. And then we also have something brand new hot off the press. As mm -hmm. of this morning, we're also publishing these on YouTube. So we'll have um, Shira drop a link to the YouTube video that just came live uh, just about two hours ago. Um, so if you're watching this on YouTube, ask your questions. We'll answer them on YouTube. 
So Shira, let's talk, uh, or sorry, Banu, let's talk about um, cybersecurity as a whole. There's a number of different areas. Um, I managed a, a BA that was working in this area. I've done a little bit myself. Um, there are areas like a security operations center where they do monitoring of incidents, that type of thing. There's data loss prevention. Um, what are those different areas that people should be aware of that they might not even have on the radar right now? Oh, okay. These are the some of those activities that you mentioned, Scott, actually reside in the cybersecurity zone. However, we are business analysts and we still remain paying business analysts, but we enhance or we extend the scope of our analysis to include security upfront. So we use a term called shifting left because normally, I think if you take a decade or two decades back, at the most, our security requirements were who can access a system or who cannot access a system, which would be part of our NFRs, which we would do probably at the end. Um, and also the development team would see security somewhere after they kind of put in their box and you know, pen test at the end of the testing or whatever. But now the need is to shift left. Shift left so far that you start thinking about security even before you start a project because security is not for the project, security is for the organization. And you just mentioned data uh, loss prevention as well. That is just one of the aspects. So today, let's let's take a step back, Scott, and see if, if you were trying to uh, build a house, when would you think about securing it? Where, where would you place the doors? Where would you place the windows? You know, even in the blueprint, you would have this upfront, right? And in, in, if you're in a family, you will make sure that it's just not one person who is going to kind of secure the windows or the doors. Everybody just automatically does because we understand that. Whereas in organizations, we don't have that security mindset. And that is exactly why we are still struggling with all of these data losses and, and, and all of these incidents happen because most of them are due to lack of awareness. And we, rather than spending time as business analysts learning about the security, because there are security experts to do that, all we have to do as business analysts is stay within our own zone and extend. So which means we need to know, we need to have an awareness of certain security aspects. It could be even this, the security speak. What is it we are trying to protect? So in our organizations, what are really our crown jewels? Right. It's, it's the data, right? So, yes, and that's where data classification comes in, right? Exactly. So that is why which we talk about even before the projects, and that is at the strategic level. What, why is this data? What, what's, what's our data telling us? Why is it some data is crucial and some data is really not so crucial? What is it sensitive? Different domains have different sensitivity classifications. Right. And what is it? Is it the availability that's important or is it the data integrity? Is, is all the confidentiality? So, so share a bit on, of my, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, based on this categorization, which is much, much ahead uh, of, of these projects. And that is where as a BA, we need to kind of understand those security aspects. When I say understand, not in depth, we need to have certain awareness so that I think you were just sharing. I think that's a brilliant uh, uh, example, Scott, and probably it, it, it's better you share it again so that all of us would understand in your own project what you have done. Uh, to have those conversations initially. I think that's exactly what we should be doing. 
Sure. So um, in a previous organization, I managed a business analysis team and I and another BA on my team worked in the cybersecurity area at different points. Um, what we realized was data classification was really important at the start of every project. So if you think about it, is the data that you're working with in this particular case public? In that case, you don't really need to be concerned about it. But if it's confidential or maybe restricted, it's really important to the organization, that classification should drive requirements. So what we did in our center of excellence was we improved our requirements template to include a security section. And in that security section, we had a list of questions to prompt the BA that's working through the, the project. So based on the classification of the data, here are the questions that you need to answer. So if it's restricted, there's a whole bunch of them. If it's public, maybe there's a few. Um, so we introduced that so that every BA on the team was thinking about cybersecurity at the start of the project. So using your analogy, think of security when you're designing the house. Are you guys ready to take a couple of questions? We've got some questions coming in from Can our I audience. just add one thing, sure. Susan, to what Scott shared, probably because that's my experience. So you just mentioned, Scott, that you do this exercise uh, at the start of the project. Uh, my experience tells that uh, project and, and the data classification or, or the way we do things actually kind of changes over the project time as well. So mm, my experience okay. has taught me that to go back to these questions, not only in the beginning or in between and at the end, so that we get the actual, because initially we might think, okay, these were the conditions, but they would change. So oh, again, good. just to add as a practical sharing. Okay, that's great. I, I, Requirements yeah, life cycle management. I, uh, so Bindu, I, I, I don't have a lot of experience with cybersecurity, but you're already, um, you've already made some points that are really resonating with me. Um, so before we get into the questions, I will tell you the one thing that you have said, which has really blown my mind, <laughs> is cybersecurity is no longer a non-functional requirement. Yeah. It is absolutely. And when you said it is about protecting the organization, that is a complete uh, paradigm shift for how we think about cybersecurity. So I think those are two really important points you've already made. So let's dive in. Let's dive into these questions. So the first question we've got here, could you share what is cybersecurity in a business analysis perspective? perspective. And I know you, uh, before we, we got online today, you were telling us a little bit about um, there's really a spectrum of business analysis and cybersecurity. Do you, you want to talk us through that? Because uh, I think that might help to uh, help answer this, this question. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, basically, security is in different layers, as we, as we know. It's an organization-wide security or even at a product level security or a project level security and process level security and, and different levels. I wanna let people know if, uh, if you wanna hear more from Bendu, she's actually gonna be speaking at a public webinar uh, on October 25th about cybersecurity because October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. And um, so Shira, if you will put the, that registration link, we'd love to have folks come here more about cybersecurity and you can learn more from Bindu. Yeah, just before we get into the actual question, what we can do, um, as I was mentioning earlier as well, we would still remain as a BA, as a core BA, and these outside hexagons are the cybersecurity areas where the security SMEs uh, sit. And whenever we have a project that requires a security aspect, 
then we go to the security experts and bring in bring in their expertise. So as as our business SMEs, we we go to our business SMEs whenever we need to understand more about a business. Similarly, we need to call upon our cybersecurity experts when our project dictates. And that's exactly what even Scott was sharing, that he has a list of questions. And when they answer those questions, when they think, oh yeah, we need more security information here, or we need some security solutions, or we need to understand more about it, then we go to these experts. So this orange bit is, is the new uh, uh, information or the new knowledge relating to cybersecurity that as business analysts, we need to kind of understand. So these are some of uh, uh, those aspects, you know, even just trying to understand what, what's, what's the speak there so that we will be able to relate to the security and the IT teams. And at a day-to-day -day level, what business analysts can do is at the moment, we could be working uh, on a product level where we are trying to authenticate a product, like who can have access or who cannot have an access or multi-factor authentication, whatever it is. So these are at that level where as a BAs, we can, we can start uh, looking because all of us have worked on products which, which allows the user to log in and log out, but we don't understand it through a security perspective. We say, oh yeah, everybody has to log in. Why we need to understand the user journey. Yes, that is another reason but primarily even it is security as well. So we could also uh, as BAs help the IT teams uh, to secure uh, the gateways or the firewalls if we are a technical BA or a security or a BA working in the security teams as it's got uh, shared his experience. Uh, or we could also support uh, uh, the organization in implementing any of the security standards or frameworks or, or even the legal and regulatory requirements for data protection, for example. Or at a higher level, we can do a data analysis, information analysis or risk analysis, which is again, inclusive of the security aspects or the cybersecurity, as we say. So these are uh, all, the, all these levels as a BA in our day-to-day -day work. Currently, we can start understanding or even have those conversations and, and start uh, working or getting that knowledge to include security within our holistic analysis. I love the visuals. Thank you for sharing that. That's a, a really good overview so people can start to grasp and understand the importance of cybersecurity and where business analysis professionals can play in that space. And I'm also struck by uh, by that description, uh, you know, what's not on there is things like um, helping with intrusions or things like, or knowing all those technical tools of cybersecurity work, uh, which I think in, in the couple of webinars that I've attended on cybersecurity, that is, I think maybe a misconception. There really is a difference between a business analysis professional working in the cybersecurity space or working with cybersecurity versus a cybersecurity analyst. How do you uh, how do you describe those differences when you're when you're talking with people who may not understand that? I think both are two different lands uh, landscapes, and they are quite deep and wide on their own. So again, it's the individual choice where we want to be. Like, if a business analyst would like to switch completely completely to a cybersecurity analyst, then that's absolutely fine, which means they will have to kind of uh, understand the technologies around there. And at the same time, there are security uh, uh, 
analyst, for example, who kind of monitors uh, the operational report, who checks and uh, monitors the uh, dashboards or any of those applications uh, the organization has relating to the security, or they could even manage the assets in the organization. So there, there are different activities and different roles and responsibilities in the cybersecurity area altogether. But in, in the business analysis arena, we, we kind of still stay here, but we need to understand at a high level, like as I showed those hexagons on the top, what are those aspects? So that we understand, and again, it's an individual choice, where in that spectrum we would like to place ourselves. So if there are two different ends, I would say as a BA, we would have to make a journey from a BA standpoint halfway through to the cybersecurity zone so that we understand the speak and we know what are these aspects and then make a choice whether we want to kind of stay in the BA area or go towards the other end of the spectrum and work completely in the cybersecurity zone where they also kind of talk about the solutions and the policy and uh, again, different organizations have a different uh, structure. So yeah, whatever the teams that are residing in the security arena, uh, We'll, we'll have to manage those. Yeah, there, there's so many different aspects of cybersecurity we can get into. The more you're speaking about this, the more it reminds me of uh, what I was dealing with in my last role. Um, I, I think that webinar, the one hour, will give it more justice than what we can do here in 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, we do have <laughs> yes. a few more questions that are, are coming in. So um, why don't we see if we can hit them quickly before we have to wrap up? All right, so next question here, and we've touched on this a little bit, but should we stop considering security requirements as a specific category of requirements and understand security as a concern in all requirements? I would say latter, yes, consider security in each and every aspect. Like as I showed it's an, the, in the previous uh, uh, visual, that security is at every stage. And if we miss the security in any of those layers, that means the system is vulnerable. And 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 uh, yeah, so we have to, the, the well, short answer is the latter one. Yeah, and you were even bringing in things that I don't think people always think about in terms of cybersecurity, which is reputational risk. That's huge. Um, that's a really, and that would probably not be the first thing that a cybersecurity expert might think of, but of course, if you have enough problems with, with cybersecurity, you will take a reputational hit. So I, I think that's, um, so the latter it is. All right, so this I think is a, this next question is, is something that, that you mentioned. Maybe we'll, we'll go a little, a little bit into this. So given the development of the cybersecurity certification, uh, which IIBA offers, does, do, do, um, do we here at IIBA see cybersecurity as a core skill that a BA should have? So Bindu, you had mentioned that cybersecurity has not typically been in that, under that business analysis umbrella. So would, would something like that presumably end up in the BABOC. And I think you said you would like to see some of that um, end up there. For now, we see uh, just in the way that we've put together that cybersecurity piece really as a specialization. So it is still, and, and you may be able to speak on this a little better than I can, Bindu, but that cybersecurity exam or certification that we have, it is it is based on having a good solid understanding of business analysis. Is that correct? Absolutely, yes. I think uh, they are they are complementing each other. 
Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah. Again, a short answer. <laughs> <laughs> Being mindful about the time. <laughs> but I, but we are not aware of any changes to adding the cybersecurity into the Babak at this time. Although I do want to say this while we are talking about the the cybersecurity certification and also the business data analytics, because data is also part of the cybersecurity mix. For uh, the month of October, um, we are doing a twenty percent exam rebate, and Shira will pop that in. You can get more information. I think it runs through October. I think that was the date. Okie dokie. Next question. Oh my goodness. So um, I'm actually going to skip down. How do you plan? uh, Okay. How do you plan a roadmap if one has to build a center of excellence on cybersecurity? So maybe the question here is, how would you think about building a center of excellence around cybersecurity or introducing cybersecurity into a center of excellence? So what do we see here? Well, we've got a bicycle. Bicycle, yes. Is the bike parked somewhere? It is. It is. Is it, it is. locked? Seems to be. It's locked to the wheel. We can see the lock there, right? It is <laughs> locked. So is that the right lock? I guess that's the right lock. That's how I buy park my bike. Do you do anything different in the US? I put the lock uh, on the frame, not the wheel. Yeah. Okay. Slightly different. That's fine. Okay. Now, is this bike secured? Yeah. That's what would happen in the US, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I think this happens everywhere, not only in the US, everywhere. So probably I think this this is the answer that I would like to give this question because first and foremost, having the security mindset is is what the, the key here is. Once we understand, it's just not ticking the boxes. Today, there are so many security uh, trainings and this, this is a new shiny gadget. You do this, all your security problems will be solved. It doesn't because we are not ticking the boxes here. But we need to see what are we actually securing? If I tick these boxes, is it really, really secured? And if we can get this question right, it is all about the awareness. Is our data really secure? Is our processes really secure? Yes, Scott, you were saying something? I'll answer the question a little bit differently. So on a community Mm -hmm. practice, I I managed and and created a a business analysis community of excellence or center of excellence. Um, I think part of security is not just educating your business analysis professionals on it, but it's the whole organization because there's a huge human element to this. So if you focus on, a small percentage of your resources to work on the requirements. That's great. That's fantastic. That's what we should all be focused on, but it is a much larger thing. So I'm not sure if you need a community, a center of excellence for cybersecurity or cybersecurity participates in each of those community or center of excellence or community practice to educate those people and give them examples. More and more organizations are sharing videos on uh, people making security mistakes and learning from those mistakes. we get them here at IIBA. Um, education is a huge part of this. Um, Absolutely. So I, I would lean towards maybe not creating a center of excellence for cybersecurity, but more it needs to become a part of every COE that's out there. Uh, that, that I think you made a really good point because education is mandatory, but is it just ticking the boxes as an education? Because... Um, 
I'm sure it, it, it might be the same in, in US as well, but definitely in the UK, when you join any organization, you have to undergo the cybersecurity training. And every year after that, you have to refresh the same training. And I have seen, and I am guilty as well, and many other my colleagues, we are in the meetings and you know, the training is going on because we have to finish it by a deadline. So that is education. So when I, when I say mindset, it is really realizing that why we are doing this, what we are doing, whether, okay, we as a PAs, we are trying to you know, write a process map. We have a security mindset as an end user, they should have the same mindset. Only then we can build the center of excellence. So which means it is just not a team, it is the entire organization. Yeah. So center great. of excellence is the whole organization. And, and as, as I mentioned previously, an example, in your house, everybody takes the ownership of locking the doors and windows. It's not just one person. Maybe one person is doing it every day, but it doesn't mean that if that person is not doing, I wouldn't lock my uh, the main door. Everybody does it. And the same thing, if you have to build a center of excellence, first and foremost, I mean, of course, this is just, just a chat, casual chat. We don't have enough time to go through that. But this is the first step. And this should be the most thing throughout uh, the whole process. And of course, there's a lot of thing, resilience and all other things that will fall in place. All right. That's and just a reminder, you, you can hear more from Bendu October 25th. It is a public webinar, so so join to learn more about uh, cybersecurity. Scott, you were going to say something. Yeah, I, I think that's a great summary and a great note for us to close off on. Um, I just want to remind people that we are we do have these episodes on YouTube. The first one is uh, UX design for business analysts, um, a popular topic, um, so you can check that out. And Susan, we've got something lined up for two weeks from now, right? We do. So in two weeks, we're going to have another guest and we're going to talk about business analysis planning with Ryland Layton. That is one of those unsung heroes of business analysis. So you'll want to come back and hear what he's got to say on that. Thanks again to Bendu for joining us today. Have a great week. This is the end of our live session, but if you've got questions, you can send us an email at live at iiba.org or leave us a voice message and we'll answer your question at one of our upcoming broadcasts. Join us.